Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton from Sports Garden Network. Go check us out at sportsgarden.com. Over on all the social media handles, it is hashtag Sports Garden Network, SGN. That's right. Guys, look, it's Wild Card Weekend, and it is cliche to say that it's been wild. It's cliche to say that it will be wild, but, but it really seems like it will be. A lot of it has to do with the weather situation that we're looking at. Now, I'm recording this earlier in the week. So we do have some time, but it is something to make sure that you guys pay attention to. With that being said, look, the NFL scriptwriters, remember they had that commercial at the beginning of the year? Because we've been talking about it for a while, about the NFL scriptwriters, right? And uh, that it's all kind of written out like a television show or like a a long-form show. Okay, ha, ha, ha. But the NFL scriptwriters, I don't think they could have done a better job than this. Okay? First of all, Matthew Stafford back in Detroit. That writes itself right there. It was Jared Goff who was let go by the Rams. He gets a little revenge as well in Detroit. Detroit Motor City will be pumped up. That writes itself. How about Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas City? This is the first time since he's left KC and got to Miami that he's going to be taken on Kansas City and Kansas City. This is huge as well. What about the Packers? The Packers are back in the playoffs. Dallas is in the playoffs. And Mike McCarthy, the Packers' old coach, well, he's on the sidelines for Dallas. Yeah, these things are all written well, even going as far as saying, what about Texas and Cleveland? Um, Texans and Cleveland, they traded Deshaun Watson for all of the picks and everything else. And now you get, uh, obviously not Deshaun Watson, but Joe Flacco playing for the 80 Cleveland Browns where he played for Baltimore for so many years. Yeah, these are some interesting storylines. That's absolutely true. Before we get into the games themselves, I want to give you um, kind of an idea of what we're looking about for the Super Bowl odds. And the Super Bowl odds begin with the Niners are plus 230, Ravens right behind them at plus 330. The Bills are 650 or so, depending on where you're looking. Cowboys plus 750, Chiefs are 9 to 1, Eagles are 14 to 1, the Dolphins are 16 to 1, Lions 21 to 1, Browns 31 to 1, Rams 50 to 1, same as the Texans, the Bucks are 55 to 1, then you get the Packers and the Steelers. Uh, 100 to 1 or 130 to 1 or so, depending on where you're looking. Now, I will tell you, look, when you break this down, I can't see a path for the Steelers to to go all the way and to, to win this. It's fool's money. Same thing with the Packers. I'm sorry. It just, it, it's not there. The Bucks, they don't have enough either. The Texans can be interesting. If Tank Dell was here, maybe I could go with the Texans. But a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback, as much fun as they've been this year, it's just not enough. You give me the Texans at like 100 to 1, maybe I would take a stand, but probably not. The Rams at 50 to 1, that's going to be the bet everyone takes because they have an experienced coach, they have experienced players, an experienced quarterback. You have Cooper Cup, you still have Aaron Donald. That's going to be a team that uh, attracts a lot of attention. The Browns, 31 to 1, feel good story, but I think seeing Joe Flacco a second time is going to come up to bite them. The Lions, 21 to 1. Look, they're a good team. A really good team. I worry about them when they eventually have to go on the road. The Dolphins, not what we saw last night, That or couple of nights ago. Eagles, absolutely not. They've been reeling. The Chiefs at 9-1, to one, 
maybe if you believe that they can come up and do it. And you got the Cowboys, Bills, Ravens, and Niners. I mean, look, it's going to be one of the favorite teams as far as I'm looking at where it stands right now. Now, I will tell you this. 83% of of the spread is all on the Browns. People love the Browns here, minus the two and a half. 70% is on the Steelers, 68% on the Eagles, and then just about 70% on the Chiefs. So you're looking at people jumping on some of these games, and I, I wonder if they're jumping on them because it's a fun story, or is it really a situation where you're looking at this and you're saying, no, it makes sense, right? Now, I will give you this bit of information. Teams that are getting 60% or more of all of the picks, they finished the regular season almost 60%. It was one of the best public seasons of all time in the NFL. When they got 65% or more of the picks, they were at 61%, okay? Normally, the last couple of years, uh, last three to five years, depending on what data you're looking at, uh, public picks go about 45% or less when there's the majority of people on it. It was a big public year. So keep that in mind when you're making these bets. Now, we started off Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time. Texans, like I said, they're at home. They're getting two and a half points against the Browns. It's an interesting game because you do have the Joe Flacco effect. The Joe Flacco effect, look, Joe Flacco has been absolutely fantastic, right? He's one of the quarterbacks making their playoff debut versus a quarterback with none. That trend is 17 and 35 against the spread. Uh, we have four matchups, Jordan Love against Prescott, Stroud against Flacco, two against Mahomes, and Rudolph against Allen. So you want to go with the experienced guy. Joe Flacco is the experienced guy here. There's no way to look at this at anything different than that. And the Texans are a great story. Uh, in 18 of the last 20 NFL seasons, at least one cellar-dweller team has gone first, to worst to first and won the division. The Texans did it this year at 10 to 1 odds. But I question with Joe Flacco the idea of how beneficial is it and I've said this earlier, for the Browns to see Flacco again, right? I, I mean, uh, the Texans to, to play them again. They just saw them on the night before Christmas. And the Browns beat them up 36-22, but now they get to see them again. That is something to pay attention to. Also something to pay attention to, because I see so many people on Cleveland, and it's just a Cleveland show here. How does Cleveland perform on the road defensively? Because we know they're off their defense is fantastic. We know their offense strings it together, but it's their defense, defense, and defense that has them at 11 and 6. It's their defense that kept them afloat through three different quarterbacks this year. Last game against the Bengals, you want to throw that out. They allowed 31, but still on the road. 22 on the road against the Texans. 36 on the road against the Rams. 29 on the road against the Broncos. 31 on the road against the Ravens. 24 on the road against the Seahawks. 38 on the road against the Colts. Guys, they allow a lot of points on the road. You want to even go back to 26 against the Steelers. Uh, That's 24 or more points in all the road games that they've allowed. And the Texans with C.J. Stroud are a dangerous team. I understand why people are going with Cleveland. Defenses travel. They have the experienced quarterback. The numbers will point to that like I just showed you. I am sitting here, guys, and I'm going, man, I don't love this Cleveland defense on the road. And I think that Stroud can be a live dog at home, maybe in this spot. Uh, The coaching discrepancies, I don't think is as wide, even though I love what Stefanski's done. I don't think it's as wide against uh, D'Amico Ryans as we have had. I don't think so. I don't like the game. I don't think I'd be touching the game. Over-under sitting there at 44 and a half. It seems like about 75% of the people are on the over. I don't know how you can like Cleveland and the over here at all. I'm going to lay off for this one, but I, I would be leaning the Texans. Dolphins, Chiefs, 8 o'clock game. This is the Peacock game. Everyone's flipping out. You got to give the Swifties 
uh, make them pay for Peacock. Yeah, okay. Well, the Chiefs are three and a half point favorite. It's gone up to four in some spots. I expect it to come back down to that three and a half. I don't know if it, if it hits three. And a lot of conversation now with this game is all about the weather. It is a weather, weather, weather type of game. Look, multiple reports are coming out. And again, we're still, it's still less than a week. We're, we're still days away here. Right? We're still four days or, or so away from this game. So the updated kickoff uh, kickoff forecast from one account is 10 degrees with an eight, minus eight degree wind chill factor, uh, gusts of 29 miles per hour, and a chance of snow. Today, early in the week today, there was a blizzard in Kansas. I mean, an absolute blizzard if you watched it. So that model had also said, look, you know, we don't know where it's going to be, but I'm looking at it being much colder, minus 19 degrees wind chill factor. So we had minus eight, now minus 19. I don't know what to look. Weathermen are worse than sports bettors and the general public out there. They're constantly wrong. So we know it's going to be really cold and really windy with those kind of big time winds. Kansas City is at home. So you want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to be favored here, right? They're going to be the, the, the favored team in that kind of weather. But does it really favor them? Look, Kansas City averaged less than 22 points a game this year, 15th in the NFL. It's all on Mahomes. I mean, this becomes a Pachenko game if he can't throw it. And we could say Mahomes has got a great arm and everything else. But if it is the ridiculous 30-mile-per-hour wins, who do you trust more? Do you trust Kansas City to get a sort of run game going? Or do you trust the Dolphins? Devin Achan led the league in yards per carry for anybody that's ever in the history of the NFL carried the ball for more than 100 times at 7.8. They can run the ball. The Dolphins run the ball well. I don't know what Mostert's going to look like this week, but Wilson even looked good. Now, you do go back to Tua and his cold weather conversations and the problems with him, right? Um, He lost to the Bills in 29-degree temperature, 36-degree temperature, lost to the Bills again, got crushed by the Bills. He lost at 37-degree temperature against the Titans. He's never played anywhere close to this kind of temperature. Guys from Hawaii, uh, you know, went on, played at Alabama. He's never played in anything close to this. I I mean, you have to lean Kansas City, but I think, again, the Dolphins are a live dog if they can get their running game going. And I, I have to see this total as we continue to keep getting closer because... 70% 70% of the, actually like 73% of, of all betters are on the under. It's continuing to move down. Uh, I understand. I won't touch the over-under here. I, I won't go anywhere near it. But I also sit back and I'm very cognizant to understand that Miami can run the ball. Steelers-Bills on Sunday, the 1 o'clock game. This is now a 10-point spread. Here we go again. A little bit of snow in the forecast, 23 degrees. And here we go again with the weather. Massive. Massive winds expected in Buffalo. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, look, it's gone down from 43 down all the way down to 35 in some spots. And it went from 43 to 37 in like 12 hours, okay? The injury concerns are the bigger issue for me than the weather. The weather plays a role, but the injury concerns. T.J. Watt is going to be out. Mika Fitzpatrick, he's been limited in practice, but Tomlin says he's optimistic he'll play. Pittsburgh, how many points do they need here? Right, I mean, that's what you're asking yourself. In a normal day, good weather, how many points do they need to win? You have to assume that the Bills are going to put up mid-20s. Can the Bills even, can the, can the Steelers even get to that? Can they even get to that? I mean, that's really the question. Now, you talk about the 10-point spread, that's a problem. The Bills do not cover big spreads, 10-point spreads. They own seven against the spread. The last seven games is a double-digit favorite, and it goes up one if you want to count. Last year, the wild card round uh, against a backup quarterback for the Dolphins, that would be 0-8, which they didn't cover. Bills are a 10-point favorite, guys. We look at that and we go, yeah, 
that's something people are going to talk about, but it's the 30-mile-per-hour winds, right? Go back to the Pats' bills December 21st with huge winds. It was winds. It was just run, 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 run. I mean, that, that's all it was. It was just run the ball all day. Now, we talked about the over-under. This is now trending to be the lowest NFL playoff total that we've seen in a very long time. It's actually trending to have the lowest total of any double-digit favorite we've ever seen. The lowest NFL total with double-digit favorite uh, in the last 40-some-odd years, 36.5 Steelers at Bills in 2024. This would do it, but it's gone down to 35. Depending on where that lands, it could be the lowest ever. 38, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, 38, Carolina, Green Bay, 38, Pittsburgh, Denver. In each one of those cases, 38, 38, and 38, um, Packers 121-7, to seven, under. Packers won 30-13, over. Broncos 124-23, over. In all of those cases, though, it's it's been over, over, one under. And you look at it and you go, yeah, double-digit favorites. They hang in there. Uh, the Packers game, they covered, but they hang in there. I like the Bills to win the game. I like the Bills to probably be able to score into the 20s, even in this wind. And there's rain and there's snow and everything else. I don't know what I could expect from the Steelers, if anything. But I do like what Najee Harris has been doing over the last three weeks. He has led the NFL in rushing yards. He looks really good. Packers-Cowboys 430 game. You are just drooling at the mouth if you're Fox and the executives there to be able to get Packers-Cowboys middle of the, the, the afternoon on a Sunday. I mean, this is the premier spot. This is the premier spot. You look at this game and you go, Dak to C.D. Lamb has just been fantastic. But Jair Alexander, who's been in a little hot water because of other things off the field, he's going to be one-on-one so with C.D. Lamb. Can he slow him down enough? Can Dallas get a running game going? Because the Packers have been pretty good throwing it all over the field. Now, Dallas can allow some points at times, but when they get ahead, it seems like nobody can keep up with them. Dallas is now 7.5-point favorites. The total is 50.5, and, and it's the most bet total to the over that we have seen. But let's not discount what Dallas's defense has done. 10 to the Commanders, 19 to the Lions, uh, 22 to the Dolphins. And I know they got blown out by the Bills with 31. 13 to the Eagles. You go back, Washington, Carolina, 10-10, Giants, 17, Rams, 20. I, I mean, you know, you have to expect that Green Bay has to score more than 20 points to get a win here. Well, they didn't do that last week against the Bears. Um, they barely got over. Uh, they got 220 against the Buccaneers, who are good defense. They only got 22 against the Giants in that spot. They got 19 against the Steelers. And you go, wait a minute, Tom. They put up 33 against the Panthers and Vikings. Yeah, they did. And they were both road games, uh, both teams that neither one of them are in the playoffs, right? So I'm looking at playoff teams. The Packers have a legitimate shot at keeping this game close. But if... Dak is playing the way that we have seen Dak playing. I don't think they really do have a shot. Rams, Lions, Lions are three, three and a half point favorite in the battle of Stafford against Goff. This should be interesting. Here's a, a quick one here. Since the trade between the Rams and the Lions, Jared Goff, 23, 23 and one record. Matthew Stafford, 24, 17. Uh, 11,938 yards for Jared Goff. For Matthew Stafford, 10,938. Matthew Stafford has 75 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. Jared Goff, 76 and 27. I mean, they're the same guy. Now, Stafford has a ring, <laughs> right? But they are generally the same guy. Very interesting numbers when you go there and you look at it. With all that being said about the running back, about the quarterbacks, it's a running back game. That's what this is. We have watched the ascension of a couple of running backs, both for the Lions and the Rams, and it's going to have to be their kind of game. It's going to have to be run the ball consistently. If you 
run the ball consistently, you can then open up the pass. Now, I do like Matthew Stafford over the one-and-a-half touchdown passes, I think, in the Dome, going back to Detroit. He gets that. But I do think that this is going to be both of these teams trying to keep the other guy off of the field. McVay against Dan Campbell looked like a coaching mismatch a while ago. It doesn't look like so much now. I will tell you this. The number one bet underdog on the board is the Rams. It's gone down for three and a half to three. People don't buy into the Lions. Even my Lions fans, friends, don't buy into the Lions. Something to pay attention to there. And then we go to Monday Night Football. Bucks, Eagles. Eagles are three-point road favorites here. Everything that you need to know about this team has to come down to Jalen Hurts. And what is going on? Look. He got really good news this week. There's no fracture in his finger. There's no tendon issues in his finger. It looks like just a uh, dislocation. The throwing ability, it might be impacted a little bit, um, but because, you know, he's got to be able to grip the ball, but I'm not overly concerned with it. You look at Philadelphia and you go, do you believe this is that one game? And I'm not touching this one. This is that one game. Do you believe in what you watched with the Philadelphia Eagles that they can pull up there? I mean, championship kind of pants here and and put on a good performance on the road against a Tampa Bay team that only put up nine points last week in a must-win game against Carolina. Can they win that kind of game? Uh, Or have we watched five of the last six and learned nothing, right? Five of the last six games told us that, look, what we need to do here is just understand that they're broken. The Eagles are broken. So what what do you buy into here? You know, what do you buy into uh, when it comes down to the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I believe that Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. I believe that this defense can be very good. With that win last week, it did worry me a little bit. Philadelphia has the pedigree. I am torn both ways about this one. I really am. So it goes back to, look, we, got, we have a, a really tough slate of games. We have a good wildcard weekend on the horizon. The couple of key trends here, Cowboys home total. They went 7-1 and one at home on the team total over. Um, Browns, they gave up a lot of points on the road. They're 8-0 no to road overs. Uh, and if you want free money, maybe Josh Allen. He's 16-2 and two in his last 18 games throwing an interception. Maybe if you're looking for, for free money there. But let's, let's go through the games here, and I will give you a free pick. I'm going to give you my free pick, and I, I could give you the prop play of Stafford, which I do like. I'm not touching that Eagles-Bucks game at all. No way, no how. Rams-Lions over could be interesting, but that keeps elevating and everyone's on it. No, I, I think it could be interesting. Like I said, I think I think Stafford over the one-and-a-half touchdowns is probably my play of the week. I definitely think the Bills win. And, and you know, I kind of like both, both teams uh, on Saturday, maybe plus the points. But if you're looking for a free bet, right, it's going to be Stafford over. But if you're looking for a free bet, look, give me the over 44 with the Browns and Texans. Uh, you look at the over 44, I think that the Browns are not the same defense on the road. I think that C.J. Stroud will have the ability to air it out here. I don't think I'm asking for too much to give me a 24-21 type of game. And I think we might see even more than that 28-24, something like that. So I don't love it this weekend, uh, but that's your free play. I do like Stafford over the one-and-a-half touchdown passes. Probably my play of the week if you really want a prop play of the week. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Tom Barton Sports. Go check me out and go check us out at sportsgarden.com. We'll be back and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.